Welcome everyone to another episode of Business Growth on Purpose. I'm your host, Jose Palomino, CEO of Value Prop. And our guest today is international marketing speaker, Vladimir Batsvazi. And Vladimir is uh, has become a real thought leader in this area about what's happening in the world of business, reaching out to folks in uh, your customer base through content, through thought leadership, and he walks the walk. So he's not just talking the talk. And we're going to learn a lot about how companies are doing it successfully right now, how he's done it, and what's going on on the international stage as we lean into how to get closer to our customers through the use of all the new technologies that are there that are especially relevant to you if you are in B2B uh, and you need to really up your connection game. And so we're going to be talking to Vladimir right now. Welcome, Vladimir, to Business Growth on Purpose. Uh, hi, Jose. It's, it, it is a delight to be on your podcast and thanks for inviting me. No, no, my my pleasure. So, Vladimir, uh, just to give our audience context, if you could yes. just briefly tell us a little bit about what you do and who do you do it for. Yes, I have 15 years of international experience with a pro and track record of guiding executives and top brands worldwide to initiate change, drive growth, and position brands as market leaders in their industries. I am regarded as one of the world's top digital transformation keynote speakers and influencers. And uh, you know, I have enjoyed a remarkable career at the top of technology industry. Uh, based on my strong performance, I am currently ranked as number one global marketing software by Sinker 360. I'm an advisory board member of Racing Retail in Orlando, Florida. Uh, I'm a career mentor at the University of Westminster in London, and I'm also a, a member of Marketing Judging Committee of American, uh, American Business Awards. Uh, uh, so uh, I, I believe that I'm at the forefront of marketing uh, as a jury member, advisory board member, keynote speaker, and influencer, and I always share my best insights with the world to help them maximize their success. Wow. So, okay, so we got that, and that's great because, uh, Vladimir, that's one of the reasons you're on the show, and I think you also bring uh, for our audience, uh, a very, you know, certainly a global perspective, which is important. And also, as we were talking before we started uh, the actual formal uh, podcast, yes. you know, you just comment on, on like how the leverage that technology affords, like any brand now, uh, used to be that only if you had the big dollars could you have influence, right, that you can move out there. And you seem to be of the belief and your, your own experience has proven that you can actually be smart and practical about how you take advantage of these technologies. So let me ask you this question and to start us off. As you look at the world today, here we are coming out of the pandemic into yes. a new reality. Uh, yes. What are some things as a business leader that I should be thinking about that might change how I think about marketing from what maybe I've been doing it for 10 years, 20 years, I've been running my business. We're now in 2022, heading into 2023. What should I be planning differently? Uh, Jose, you know, it is a great question. Thank you. I believe that uh, everyone should focus on creating content uh, across eight, 10 social media channels to win in the long term. You know, whether I build a personal brand or they run their companies or whatever business objectives they have, they need to close their consumers and their audiences online, you know. If we, if we are not close to audiences, if we are not close to consumers, we will not be winning in the long term. You know, it is like a putting two and two together. So what, what allowed, for example, Jeff Bezos to build uh, the biggest retail company in the world because of customer centricity, you know? 
okay. customer centricity because uh, uh, he uh, Jeff Bezos is in the listening business. That's why he built Amazon. He uh, capitalized on Google AdWords underpriced attention from 2000 to 2007 to build to build what Amazon is nowadays. So I believe that if we want to build in the long term, we need to be close to audiences. We need to be close to consumers to win in the long. We need to storytell because marketing is all about winning attention. And marketing is is also about uh, telling uh, stories. You know, if we don't tell stories, then nothing great happens. Nobody knows us. We don't build a, a brand awareness about our brands. You know, nothing great happens. We uh, everything is all about communication. We need to communicate with our audiences. We need to show gratitude. We need to storytell. You know, and we and what allowed me to spearhead one of the fastest growing personal brands in the world is a practicality, communication, patience, and uh, uh, audience centricity, Jose, audience centricity, because uh, I started from 2014 uh, on Twitter and uh, I, I built 56,000 followers because of being close to my audience. Communication dictates everything we do nowadays. And mobile, mobile is what holds attention of our society. And if we don't storytell, across eight, 10 social media channels, we don't exist. Well, so so let me just uh, jump on that a little bit here, Vladimir, because it's it, I think it's fascinating. And, and, you know, the thought about, I love the phrase customer centricity, right? So like that whole idea. So a lot of times, uh, especially in, in industrial categories, yes. people are working through distribution. They're working through somebody else selling for you. Yes. Even though you make a machine, it's going to go through a distributor. It's going to go through channels. Yes. By the time it gets to the customer, it's gone through five different hands. Maybe I'm exaggerating, but not necessarily, depending what the product is. So would you recommend that the brand owner, the people who actually make the product, has to get closer to the customer and not depend on third party to do it for them? Yes, they need to be close to co co consumers, you know, because nowadays, uh, Jose, the problem of uh, global brands is that they are uh, uh, like a competitor centric. They are competitor focused. They are making a big mistake, you know. You, we need to be consumer centric, audience centric online across social media channels because there are 8 billion people in the world and uh, 5.3 billion mobile users, 5 billion internet users and, and 4.7 billion social media users. We live in a mobile only world nowadays, mobile only world. If brands don't know what's going on in this device, they are out of business. The market decides what is good and bad. The market, I love that phrase. The market decides what is good. I mean, ultimately, the market is true. Every, <laughs> yes. Everybody else. No, really, because we, we sometimes, and I've talked to, you know, I've been in uh, strategy marketing for, you know, 30 years. Yes. And I, I can't tell you how often I'm, uh, I, I run into this conversation where people think that they can shape the market. Yes. through clever marketing, clever copy, and so on. I'm saying, well, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, you, you, might, you might change some minds that way, but isn't it better to find where the market wants to go and go there, you know, and, and, and meet the market where it is? So this is interesting, though, and, and, and I want to ask a practical question, because I know a lot of businesses, especially in the, uh, you know, let's say below Fortune 500, like, you know, $50 million companies, $20 million companies, they hire third-party social media agencies, third-party SEO firms. So, and these are good quality firms, but the firm themselves, the company itself stays kind of like, well, somebody's taking care of that customer centricity for us. 
What do you think about that? I mean, the idea that I can outsource customer centricity. Yes. Well, you know, I believe that uh, there are two kinds of organizations, Jose. There are marketing and branding organizations that are oriented on long-term growth, and there are organizations that are oriented or uh, that are that are sales organizations that are uh, focusing on uh, short-term goals. You know, and what is the difference and distinction between these two kinds of organizations? Because marketing and branding organizations put out content on social media that is in their followers' best interest. You know, they are in a brand building business. For example, Nike, because Nike, for example, in 1987, Just Do It commercial has took Nike's success to the next level because of this commercial, because of storytelling, because Nike storytells, Nike has a strong brand and not like a Nike CEO comes to our house, knocking on our doors and asking us to buy his product, right? No, we buy Nike because Nike has a strong brand, right? Because yeah. Nike is in brand building business. Nike does not sell on social media and asking you to buy uh, its sneakers, right? No, you buy Nike because you see Nike everywhere on billboards, on social media. They storytell. They collaborate with athletes to tell to tell the best stories, right? It's same for us. We need to be in a brand building business. We need to storytell. For example, I'm an influencer. I'm a thought leader. So I, I rarely sell on social media. I create content that... Uh, is in my followers' best interest. So I I, I uh, build a relationship with them in the long term. I communicate. That is a, a bedrock of my long-term growth, you know? Right. So, so you use social, let me say differently. Those companies that are brand building, you're saying, are really committed to educating customers. It's not transactional. Yes. It's, it's not just like, here's the new sale. Save 20%. Buy this now. It's more about things that are very useful and they're, in a sense, giving away intellectual capital to create that brand awareness. Yes. Right. So in that in that regard, how for somebody listening right now saying, gee, that sounds I, I agree, Vladimir, that sounds like a good idea, but I don't know how to do any of that. Don't I need to hire? Do I need to hire a whole staff? This seems hard. And, and believe me, I've talked to people who view it. As hard, and other people who are natives to social media, they you know they they grew up with it. To them, it's like eating and drinking; it's no big deal. So, what do you say to that person who thinks it's hard? I think we need to bring value to audience. You know, we need to bring value to consumers. Without bringing value, nothing great will happen in the long term. You know, and uh, and you know everything is practical. Uh, then most people don't think it is practical. You know, and branding is a marathon. Uh, long game versus short game, you know. Okay. So, so it's a long. So, so elaborate. Just elaborate on that a little bit. The long game, because I think it's important that people have expectations. I mean, this sometimes I talk to potential clients that have not paid any attention to branding or marketing for a while, yes. and they want to fix it in thirty days. And I'm saying, well, it may take a little longer than thirty days to get it to, to something you've ignored. It's like it's like health. If you've ignored your diet and your and your exercise for 20 years, you're not going to fix it in 30 days. But what are some practical advice you would give to somebody who who hasn't really been doing it for a while, uh, but wants to? They kind of believe they say, I hear you, Vladimir. I think that's a good idea. I want to do that. What would they what would be the, some first steps? We need to first, we need to be uh, uh, consumer centric. Second, we need to uh, be experimental. And third, uh, we need to be patient. 
Okay, that third one's the hard. Three, one. Yes, these three things. <laughs> yes, these three things uh, truly guarantee long-term success and sustainability. These uh, three, these three strategies allowed Jeff Bezos to build what is Amazon is nowadays because Amazon is uh, experimental. Amazon is inventive. Amazon pu puts uh, like uh, human beings at the forefront of everything they do, and uh, actually, they um, Jeff Bezos is a uh, very patient in business you know because i think uh, i for example i was only tweeting from 2014 to 2020 you know i i knew where the world was going you know so i went in that direction i put out content i built relationships i mean i'm now high man of the totem pole and i'm at the forefront of fast-paced industries and social media has what allowed me uh, to gain ground go places and move up in the world and mobile device had put me on the map Jose, you know, mobile device, because, for example, uh, in 2020, I shared, for example, 49 videos with my YouTube YouTube community. And I now work with more than 25 speakers bureaus throughout the world. And my talks are estimated in the ballpark of fifty thousand dollars, you know, because of my practicality, you know, because I seeing is believing. And when the world sees what I'm doing, they believe in me and they work with me, you know, so. I, I just put out content I rarely sell. We need to forget that we are transactional. We need to provide value to our consumers and audiences. So providing value any way you can. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a, I mean, certainly mobile, uh, you know, like you talk about video and, and I, look, I, I see it even, you know, every night my wife will mention to me, say, oh, look at this TikTok video that, you know, it is something, and she likes things that talk about family that talk about, uh, you know, be, uh, raising kids or maybe a recipe or something like that. It's very powerful, very addictive. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I know, and I know, for example, I believe what consumers will be doing in five years that, uh, that most people around me don't believe, you know, what's because that? I know, yes. I know consumer behavior quite well, their psychology, because for example, I learn everything through social media or if, if people leave comments in my posts, I learn everything through social media. I don't need to read books. I don't need to watch like uh, people on YouTube. I don't need, I learn everything through uh, my uh, uh, social media community, through communication, because I know their behaviors, consumer behaviors. I know what they will be doing in five years because they will be wearing, for example, virtual reality headsets and they, we are moving to Web3 because, and now we are in Web2 and the brand struggle with, Web uh, social media uh, marketing landscape, and we are to moving to Web three. So everything is changing like like Chris Lightning. Everything is changing faster than what managers think. You know. Wow. So 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 just you know. So think about that for a moment, right? So if you're running, especially like a, a lot of our listeners are in B two B brands, industrial companies, and so on. So it's not like consumer products, but it's they still got to sell lots of product or services. Is that are the rules any different for B two B than B two C? You think these changes you see coming are they going to be very different for consumer versus industrial? You know, B two B is much easier now because we know people's names. We need we want to uh, do business with right. For example, on LinkedIn, when we connect with people, we know their names. We know everything. We know we have all kinds of information to. Uh, to go in the direction and to collaborate with people. So everything is much easier. So I believe that 
uh, B2C platforms like Twitter, Instagram, where the, we see consumers, it's much easier now because if we storytell, we, we build communities and we, uh, and we, which uh, leads to our long-term growth. So social media acts like a Swiss army knife for global businesses nowadays. It has many different meanings. You know, we can build community, we can connect with audiences, we can storytell, we can build and uh, we can go from, uh, of like from zero revenue to 3 million, 1 billion revenue because of mobile device, because of social media. It costs nothing to download Twitter. It costs nothing to download Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat. And nowadays the world makes decisions based on video marketing. And if we don't, we don't push video marketing in our marketing strategy, then we lag behind, you know? Right. So we have to move in this direction. So it sounds like, Vladimir, what you're saying is, regardless of what kind of business you're in, if you want to be relevant into the future, you're going, going to have to embrace this. Like you can't you can't fight it. It's yes. You need to take risks because if, if we don't take risks, nothing great will happen. You know, if we if we don't live, you know, if we don't leave our comfort zone, nothing great will happen. We need to be in growth mode and in learning mode in nowadays to win in the long term because number two uh, uh, active daily learning is number two skill by the world economic forum it does not matter who you are a high man of the totem pole or low man of the totem pole or grassroots right if it, if you if you don't learn actively daily you will not win in the long term because i'm now ranked number one in the world so i learn on a daily basis because it is of paramount importance right to stay number one it, i as to get there and then to stay there, that's a, a, a paramount importance there. So uh, one one last area that I want to explore in the time we have together. And thanks thanks again for, for taking time out of your busy schedule to be with us here on Business Growth on Purpose. We appreciate it. So Vladimir, um, you know, you have a global perspective, right? You see that, you know, you, you, you work with people all over the world. Do you see any differences in how these trends are unfolding depending on parts of the world? Or is this truly a global phenomenon that's happening at roughly the same speed everywhere? No, no, not same. You know, it is a world of difference. If you compare North, North America, for example, Europe or Asia, you know, because it's a world of difference because I'm a jury member nowadays of the Marketing Business Awards. Uh, also, I'm a jury member at the Prolific North and Digital Revolution Awards in, in the UK. and. Uh, I have recently joined uh, Lisbon uh, Advertising Festival, you know, and uh, I, I, I judge uh, Fortune 500 projects and billion dollar marketing projects. And it is amazing to me to what extent uh, American marketing teams are firing on all cylinders and capitalizing on uh, social media channels to win in the long term, because social media and mobile are the bedrock of the competitive advantage nowadays and investing, investing in uh, digital transformation trends is of paramount importance, you know. I mean, it is like a, to, to put two and two, two together. So without a shadow of a doubt, for example, uh, uh, I mean, uh, people are debating the ROI of social media in, in Europe, in Asia nowadays, because they, they debate, for example, but they, uh, people, my friends, for example, are not debate, debating about ROI of social media in uh, America. Because, uh, uh, for example, the ROI of social media is trillions of dollars nowadays. And, uh, for example, the ROI uh, of basket, basketball for LeBron James and billions of dollars. You know? right. The ROI of social media for marketing teams 
uh, is trillions of dollars because if we don't storytell across social media channels, nothing great will happen. So no, no excuses for brands that want uh, to achieve real success in marketing and business world. So, so I, I truly believe that uh, whoever strikes while the iron is hot wins is a long term and no excuses for global brands that want to storytell and communicate and uh, connect with their audiences globally, you know. And you see in the European market, you see they're more a bit more hesitant. It sounds like what you're yes, saying. Yes, and it's it's dismal. It's dismal because people are debating why people spend too much time on social media. People debating the ROI of social media in Europe. Uh, I rarely meet people who believe that branding uh, is what grows everything. That uh, it is of paramount importance to have podcasts. If it is very important to put out hundred pieces of content across eight ten social media channels every single day every single day wow so, so yeah, I, a- I i was working <laughs> jose i was working 16 hours a day from 2014 to 2020 on twitter just on twitter <laughs> to have a to earn one of the biggest names in global marketing i earned nothing is given in my world everything right. is earned through my hard work you know Wow. Wow. That's interesting. That's a, that's a great insight. So one of my big takeaways from today's conversation, Vladimir, and I know we could go on for hours. It's really great, but I love the phrase customer centricity being a real focus, providing value continuously so that, so that that's how you build brands and think of the long game, right? Those to me are like, you said a lot of things, but those three things really stood out for me in a powerful way. So somebody listening to this episode, wanted to know more about you and your work, where should they go online to find out more and make contact with you? Yes, uh, people can uh, visit me at uh, www.vladimirbotswati.com. They connect with me on LinkedIn. Also follow me on uh, uh, Twitter at Vlado Botswate. Also, they can also follow me on uh, Instagram at Vladimir Botswate. So I am, uh, uh, nowadays partnership is all about two-way street. So I always try to connect connect with like-minded people and to build great projects with them in the long term, you know? Fantastic. And Vladimir, we will have those, those links on the show notes as well. So somebody listening, if you want to hit the link directly, you can, you can find out more about Vladimir and his work and this global perspective on building brands that last. Vladimir, thank you so much for stopping by. Thank you so much. And I wish you all the best. Thank Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to another episode of business growth on purpose. If you like the show, hit subscribe and leave us a review to help other people find the podcast. And if you're ready to take the next step in driving intentional growth for your business, come check out what we're doing at valueprop.com. We've developed industry-leading programs and systems to help B2B owners take control of their growth. Until then, thanks for listening to another episode of Business Growth on Purpose.